This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome to Reset, everybody. I don't know why, but this thought just popped into my head. The other day, I was talking to that little thing that I talked to called A-L-E-X-A over in the corner in the kitchen, and I asked it a question. It didn't know, or it got something wrong, and I'm like, gosh, that thing is so freaking stupid. You know, I said that, and, I, and then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? This thing can answer almost anything, and I just called it stupid. Look, look how far we've come. Isn't that crazy? And now Microsoft and Amazon are working together in this. We've got to we've got to talk about that later, okay? But welcome back to Reset. This is Reset number 31, and I'm your host David McCabe. I can be found out on Twitter at McCabe.io. I've got a lot to talk about with you today. I know last week we talked all crash plan, but there's some fallout from that. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. I want to talk with uh, some storage news and some cloud stuff and everything around that reviews, Wi-Fi, you name it. We've got a lot to talk about this week. So let's get started. I've got, let me just follow up with some of the reviews and the gear that is flowing into the house and into the reset studio because it seems to be piling up on me. I've got stuff that I need to get to you and I just physically can't right now. I just unboxed the new D-Link Wi-Fi system. It's called Cover, C-O-V-R. In this one little box, it claims to cover 6,000 square feet with lots of power. I can't wait to uh, get that under test. I've got it unboxed. I'll put I'll put a YouTube out on the unboxing, and then I'll probably test it for quite some time before before I you know give it any judgment. That that's the kind of product you need to test, you need to play with it. But I will be showing that at Meetup, Meetup 2017. We'll talk about that too here in a second. I've got brand new Arlo products from Netgear on the way, and I've also got this other Wi-Fi company called Milo Wi-Fi, M-I-L-O Wi-Fi.com. They're, we're in discussions right now about sending out some gear. I've got some LED lights I need to look at. I've got this Amazon wand thing. You know, it's an A-L-E-X-A itself. And speaking of, I just did a video about the dot. It's the Echo Dot, and it's a battery that hooks up to that thing. You need to go check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash David McCabe. It's really cool. And I tried to state on there, and I didn't do it very eloquently, that, you know, as a reviewer, sometimes I get in just weird stuff, and I'm the only one who ever looks at it, but I caught my family actually, like, using the Echo Dot with the little battery base hooked up to it. You know, they would grab it and take it outside, move it around the house, whatever. And that, like... That signifies that, hey, this product works, right? It, it has found usefulness in this household. And I think that it may find usefulness in your household. You should go see it. It's a cool video. Staying on the, um, 
Amazon thing, I also did the multi-room audio video, and that's pretty cool. This is a new thing. Amazon finally got us multi-room audio. So let's just talk about it real quick. So at your main one or whatever you, whichever A-L-E-X-A, gosh, I I know we're going to, I got to be careful not to set these things off in your house or in your, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. But so you say, device, play, I don't know, play the John Denver station on downstairs or whatever you called it. So when you say on, it's going to be looking for a group. So in the, in the app, you designate, you go in there, create a group, and you can group these things together. So me, I've got one in the master bathroom, I've got one in the kitchen, I've got one in the laundry, and each boy has one in their room. Now I also have one that is hooked directly to the home audio system that has speakers overhead, but that's going to be kind of different. I'm going to use that differently. So I do have it included in the group, however. So when you say in group and you name it, you get to name this thing. I, When I did my video, I named it downstairs. Completely wrong. I, it's not downstairs. It's everywhere. So I think I'm going to call it house. So play music on house and it will sync up the music on all of those devices. And she'll even state that back to you. Playing the John Denver station on group house. John Denver, it's kind of mellow. It, it, it'll chill you out, right? So I, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Twisted Sister, whatever you listen to. I, that's kind of a far cry from Twisted Sister to John Denver, but um, it really works. It works well. And there's still some nuances to it. So I'm still hashing those out. You can only use Amazon Music. You can use TuneIn. You can't use like Spotify you know, the, the cool, everybody wants Spotify, right? As soon as that happens, I mean, this, this product's going to be really, really lights out. We're talking about this in the homeservershow.com forums, which is actually the reset forums now. But you can go out there and look in the automation section, and there is voice recognition systems uh, topic, and we'll, we'll talk about this at length. It's really cool. It really works, and I can't wait to do some things like this in my pool house that's going to go outside. That's going to be cool. So I know you've heard me talk about multi-room audio before within the house. And yes, I've got the Echo Dot, which has audio out and ran into... Actually, I run mine into a mixer, and I mix that with the doorbell chime. I have doorbell chimes that are routed to different speakers in the house, different zones. I mix those two up. And then I can have, you know, A-L-E-X-A audio music playing throughout the speakers in the house. And I can control that via the volume knobs that are in the walls. But now people are starting, I say people, companies are starting to see this as a trend and a money-making opportunity. And this week at Cedia, it was announced that Origin Acoustics, you know, these are these are high, kind of high dollar kind of guys. It's Jeremy Burkhart, and he's been in the sound world, and he's been actually disrupting the sound and integrator world for you know several years, a decade now. And he's created this amplifier that 
it, it's really cool. It it is designed to have echo dots around the around your house, right? And all come back into an amplifier. And they're using the dots as a mic and you know the internet interface for the music and putting that out to the to the loudspeakers and the speakers in the in the house and outdoors. They're actually making like a little ceiling speaker mount that has the speaker and the echo dot in it so this little $50 dot and you're going to pay like 1500 for the amplifier but it's it's really cool and it's it's really cool you need to see this i'll put the link in the show notes go out and take a look i just i just thought this is really cool actually i'd really like to have this thing i just don't know if i can get it by the the cfo of the household right Okay, eight minutes into the podcast, and that is the episode 31 intro, so sorry about that. I kind of, I get excited, I want to talk about stuff, but I need to talk about Meetup. Meetup 17 is on September 30th. Now, if you don't know what Meetup is, and you've heard me talking about this, it's just a gathering of the geeks here in the Indianapolis, Greater Fishers area, and we're going to meet September 30th. All day long, we're going to geek out. People bring boxes and servers, and we're doing it at the Microsoft offices, so you'll be able to play with all the latest gear that they've got. It's a really good time. It's 20 bucks for a ticket, and that just kind of gets your name on the list so you can get in, and I know that uh, I'm going to buy some food for you. And there's all kinds of demo gear that I'm bringing. We've got giveaways. It's, it's a really good time. If you can manage... So just go look at the description. Go out to homeservershow.com slash forums. There is a post out there about Meetup 17, and you need to be here. You've got 30 days. There's no, there's no excuses. You've got 30 days. Get out here. Just make the reservations. It is worth the plane ticket. I promise you. I would not let you get plane fare, get a hotel room, and come out here and bore you to death. It is going to be fun. You will be surrounded by your peers and some of my favorite people in life uh, and podcasting come out here. Jim, Jim Collison, Josh Pollard, Richard Gunther. I hope all of those three are coming. Actually, I know Jim has RSVP'd. The other two guys from the DMZ, I hope they show up. I've A lot of folks come from the forums and it's really a good time. You need to do it. And I understand that Plane travel and plane tickets in the United States are somewhat crazy. They can be expensive. I can fly to Europe cheaper than I can fly to Vegas sometimes. But it is what it is. You need to book it and get on the book so I can uh, so I can get the food rolling. i got to order breakfast and I've got to order lunch and all that good stuff. So I would love to see you at Meetup 17. Please, please, please go read that post and uh, consider coming out. All right. We need to start this podcast, and we're going to start talking about storage, and I want to just fly through a couple of these topics. Synology just released the DS418J. I'll have that link in the show notes. It's it's a home NAS. You know that by the J nomenclature, and it's a four bay, which is DS418 is its year, so it'll be a 2018 series J, so it's a little, It's this is for storage right? This is a place to put files and keep them safe on that device where you can do it with Synology Hybrid RAID. So go check that out. You can use 
backup suite that they give you. You can They've got software that you can put on your PC or on your Mac, and it will actively back up. And also, they just announced active backup for Google Suite and Oculus Office 365. Can talk, but it's got an on-premise backup solution for protecting against, uh, you know, delete. It's got version history, Trojanware, all that kind of good stuff. So it works with these suites individually. So go check that out. I will put a link in the show notes. And also there have been some improvements in Hyper Backup. Now this is an app that I use on my Synology quite frequently. Now Hyper Backup is what I use to back up from NAS to NAS, uh, NAS to another folder. I use it to synchronize different things and copy files to a USB share. It's a great, great app that sits on the Synology platform. And there have been a lot of improvements in that. You can resume a suspended backup task if it got interrupted somehow. And it will like flag an integrity check to make sure everything's cool. So that's kind of cool itself. And it, a whole bunch of little other little improvements on hyper backup. So go take a look at that too. And I'm going to put some links in the show notes. I'm going to skip over these, but real quickly, how to replace your Windows file server with an all-in-one NAS. That's pretty cool. Recovering data from a disk station using a PC. I'm going to put that video in the show notes as well. Now, if you didn't hear me, how to recover data using a PC. Let's say your NAS dies, right? The main board or the something fries in it. Those hard drives are somewhat useless to you right then and there until you slide them into a new NAS. This video will show you how to do that via a computer, a PC, so you can get your data off of that NAS or those NAS drives. So that is handy in itself right there. I'm not going to promise you that it's easy, but at least it can be done, right? Surveillance Station 8.1. This is sounding like the Synology show. I I swear we're going to get off of this here in a second. I do need to look into it a little more deeply. I use it at home, but I don't use it with some of the features that they have announced, which, you know, it takes new hardware, but like they're saying, uh, it supports intercom cameras now so you can do something with intercom cameras you can do switching of security levels via like uh, the location of your mobile device geofencing so that's really neat and it's got some things for small business like point of sale systems and uh, archiving recordings it so a lot of a lot of new changes i like the way synology stays on top of this product and continually continually improves it Okay, I'm still motoring through these. I'm going to take from the forums real quickly. There's a post called Backup of the Backups, which actually originated from a Reset podcast. And But there was a nice uh, comment on there, a little tidbit on how to avoid ransomware attacks by attaching an external drive, like a USB 3 hard drive. And then there's a setting in the NAS that says, once you're done backing up to this USB share, disconnect it. 
So let's say if you did get hit by ransomware, someone in the family clicked the link, downloaded, executed, and boom, that PC got wiped, encrypted, and it went out looking for network shares, and man, it wipes your your Synology as well. That USB share sitting there, it's not going to get affected because it's it's disconnected. So and anytime the Synology need, needs it, it'll turn it back on and back up to it. So if you've got it there, it's disconnected, your files are there safe. So I thought that was kind of cool. You can go read that homeservershow.com forums, backup of the backups. Another topic I was reminded of in the forums uh, by forum member IT Geeks reminded me of Synology's cloud service. Now, I've talked about this in the past on a podcast. Don't ask me which episode it was. I don't remember, but it's Synology C2. Now, the caveat here, it is a cloud backup service. It is Synology service, but it is European only right now. So I didn't want to gloss over it because that'll be still a good thing for European users to look at. If you do have a Synology, you can take a look at this thing. It's one terabyte of backup storage for 60 euros. That's not too bad. It does go up from there, but also it's got a 10 euro package for 100 gig. And when I say 10 euros, or not to say 60 euros, this is annual. So 10 bucks a year for 100 gig. You could literally take your photo, just your photo share, and back that up for $10 a year. And have the comfort knowing that you have these photos in a secondary location. And maybe even a third location. Just, it's peace of mind. It's 10 euros, right? What is that, like $17,000 in America? No, I think it's pretty close to... uh to uh, the American dollar now, but uh, it's pretty close anyway. 10 euros. That's a good deal. So look at the show notes of this episode. It's actually c2.synology.com. c2.synology.com. And you can look at that. Okay. We talked about crash plan last week quite extensively. Now I need to tell you about some other Synology applications, right? You know there's a store app, package manager. And you know you can click on it and browse through the applications and the packages to put on your Synology NAS. But did you know you can add a secondary repository if you want to? You can tell the package center to go look somewhere else for apps. And you can get different apps. Now these are not technically Synology approved. So you need to tread lightly. Don't just start installing things like crazy. But there are some good app repositories for the Synology ecosystem that are, are trustworthy. They are. I'm going to list them here. I'm going to um, put them in the show notes so you can take a look at them if you would like to. You can look at these things without installing them. Don't worry about it. You can browse through the packages and see them. But one of them is called Sino uh, Community, S-Y-N-O community.com. Now I actually have this repository loaded on my NAS. I was using it, uh, I was using a package once and taking a look at something. I'm not using anything now from it, but I have looked at it before. You can go to synocommunity.com and you can just look at those packages. You can just browse them if you want to. 
and it will show you how to add that to your uh, to your box to Package Center, so you can browse the applications from the NAS and install them if you would like to. Let's see. Um, there is one for Crash Plan. Now, you know, Crash Plan is kind of a cantankerous piece of software, right? Java. Yes, it's a mess, but if you go out to pcloadletter.co.uk, you can find a crash plan package for your Synology NAS. You can add that repository and put it in there. Now, you can go out there, put the link in the show notes, and read about this first, and I would highly suggest you do so. So after all this crash plan stuff happened, I went back out there to see what they were saying about this whole thing. And sure enough, they're talking about it. And they're talking about how to migrate your Synology crash plan over to the business package crash plan. So they're working on it. They've got it going. So if you feel stuck or lost or if you're running, I don't know, you're running wild without your crash plan, then uh, go take a look at this. Um, It's got a nice write-up on it. I know a lot of people are using this thing, right? And it's not officially supported but it looks it looks pretty cool and the only thing i've seen about it is if crash plan makes a change sometimes it doesn't like break it like destroy it but okay it stops working or something so i think you have to keep on your toes this is like i don't know this is how i equate like horses and airplanes right if you own a horse or an airplane i mean that's what you do that's that's your life so I, I feel like if I did this on my Synology NAS, then I would just constantly have to babysit this thing and keep up with it. And I'm, I'm just not there. I don't want to do it. But I wanted to let you know that it's out there so you can take a look at it. I put a post in the forums asking about VPN services. There's a post called out there, Router for VPN. And the guy was looking for a service, a VPN service that he could just hook into his router. And that just got me thinking, man, I really should be running a VPN service. I should be using my own NAS. But it brought me back to thinking about NordVPN. I'll put the link in the show notes about this topic. And um, that's uh, anytime I research like a VPN service, I always come to this one. I don't know why, but maybe you're using one and having good luck with it. But I, I should use the, I should use my own Synology NAS. I know that, right? Now, did you see the topic about Orbi Pro business Wi-Fi? Did you see this? So, Netgear Orbi is pretty darn good Wi-Fi package in its own right. Has released a business product. Now, it kind of looks almost the same physically, but it's a it's a definitely a refresh on the on the product packaging itself. So. It's claiming extra SSIDs, so you can set up multiple networks, and it's all talking about business and all this, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is what I want for my home. I want this for my house. I don't want guest Wi-Fi. I want additional networks within that same piece of equipment, right? I want to be able to... I, I like the guest network. I want to set up a guest network, but I also would love to have a separate 
network for just cameras or a separate network for all of those automation devices just pinging on the Wi-Fi day in and day out. I think this is a great way to go. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes that you can look at it. It is, however, 500 bucks. You get two pieces of gear for $500. There's a lot of talk out there. But, I mean, Netgear and Orbi and products like Arlo, they've never been on the cheap side. But they, they're good products. They work really well. I've tested the Orbi. It works fantastic. It covers a lot of ground with that single huge access point and it has a lot of choices to put smaller access points all over the house. And I think it's going to be a great, it's, I think it's going to be a good piece of hardware. I really would like to see those extra networks in, in the stuff that I'm using now. That would be, that would be fantastic. Eero, Wi-Fi maker Eero, popular for its mesh technologies, has announced power over ethernet and you're thinking wait a minute power over ethernet do my eros now support poe answer is no they do not but eros coming out with a little device that you can clip in your eero gen 2 device and plug in power and plug in ethernet and it's got a splitter i think i've talked about this on the last podcast didn't i it's got a splitter that will go back to your wiring closet, wherever it is, and get that POE that it needs. So, no, your Eero does not support POE right now. They're just making a splitter and adapter in which to wall mount it or ceiling mount it. Still no new news on this, but I'm still excited about it. So, I bring it up to you now. Netgear is offering Circle. You remember Circle with Disney? where it's a, it's a net nanny with an app and a piece of hardware. Netgear is offering that on specific routers, so that's kind of neat to see it get built into the actual router. I use Circle today with my Eurogen 2 with a mix of Eurogen 1s and it works very well. I don't I don't notice any speed decrease. I assume maybe there is a little overhead, but it's worth it to know that I can get reports. I can shut the things off. No more no more downloading 500 apps from the App Store, kids. I can just turn it off with a flick of a switch. It's really a nice thing. And it's built into some Netgear routers right now. So that's pretty cool, too. Have you ever had one of those bad IoT days? I recently had a bad IoT day. We're having a pool party. Yes, the pool surrounded by dirt because there's nothing growing around it. And it was there was a door sensor laying on the floor in the middle of this pool party. Lord knows when it fell off. But yeah, my double-sided sticky tape gave up the ghost. So I have to, uh, I need to look at my double-sided sticky tape. Uh, how I'm doing things because this has done, this has happened twice. So, and I got a roll of 3M from Amazon. So, I don't know what's going on. I need to, maybe I need to clean better before I, I apply. But it was a bad IoT day. The sensor fell off. And then I was standing in the driveway trying to open my garage door and I just could not get it to open. And I'm blaming this one on smart things. I I must have hit the switch a couple of times. So the, the garage finally starts lifting. 
And then right in the middle of it, it goes back down. <laughs> and then it goes back up. It's like, ah, oh, I'm just like, that's it. I'm not, I put the phone away and I'm like, the heck with it. We didn't need to get in the garage, did we? So bad IOT days and these happen. So I, what I'm doing now is it may have been a Wi-Fi issue as well. I do have an access point in the garage now uh, for better, con- better connection to the sprinkler, to the cameras. And I, I use the phone quite a bit out in the garage, so I enjoy having it out there. Good, nice, strong signal. I was chatting with my old buddies, Darren and John of Surface Geeks. And John, he mentioned that he used Bean Points to get some Groove music service. And then I heard Richard Hay talk about using Bean Points to get Groove music service. And then I heard... Josh Pollard and Richard Gunther talking about using Bing Points to get Groove Music Service. So, yeah, I, I didn't get Groove Music Service, not, not whatsoever. But I did look up my Groove, I mean, my Bing Points, and I had several thousand. And I was able to convert that into $20 worth of Amazon gift cards. You can convert those into cash, practically. So that's really cool. So I decided maybe, maybe I should look at that Bing app, put put it on my phone. And, you know, I give Windows phone people a hard time and I give Bing searchers a hard time all the time. I was like, you know what, this Bing app is pretty good. So it's on, it's on my home screen now. I use it for news. I'm going to search with it more. I'm going to try to search with it more. And I like having the ability to get paid back for my searching. So that's a really cool thing. So take a look at the Bing app. Maybe it's changed. Check your points. You know, what's in your wallet kind of thing here. Maybe you didn't know you had points out there. So go check. Hey, it was 20 bucks. For 20 bucks, I'd do just about anything. I would even search on Yahoo. Well, okay, maybe not Yahoo. <laughs> okay. Windows Server 2016 has a new Insider build. This is, I believe, the third build of the server. I will have a link in the show notes to let you know how to take a look at that. And with all this crash plan stuff happening and looking at this Windows Server 2016, it's. I honestly feel that maybe... Well, I know my needs are beyond a powerful operating system like this. I do not need Server 2016. I don't even have any business installing that when I could be doing something else, right? I need. I would like to learn about it, but I'm thinking about my personal needs, right? So right now I'm served by a NAS, and it's it's working just fine. This crash plan thing got me thinking, and... Not but a couple of weeks ago, I I switched from using Synology as a Plex server to a Windows 10 uh, Core i7 PC as my Plex server. And I thought, why can't this just be my NAS? Why can't it be my server, quote unquote? 
And that's just sending my brain into all of these circles. And I'm thinking, am I doing this right? Am I protecting myself? I need to get off of the roller coaster and just sit back and just take a look at what I'm doing. Now, I'm, I'm crazy in my backups. I'll, I'll agree. I've got my main NAS backing up to two spoke NASs, one on the same switch, same location, another in a different location, in the house, that is. And then, of course, it all goes out to the cloud from there. And I have a surveillance station as well. So I'm, I'm comfortable what I'm doing now. But I have that doubt, right? Because I really like servers. I really want to run Server 2016 Insider Build, but you know I would have to dedicate new hardware for it because I'm pretty com- I'm pretty comfortable right now. Okay, I I'm just I'm sharing my doubt with you. Did you did that come across to you as well? Whenever you heard this crash plan stuff, are you using crash plan and you, you take a look at yourself like. I need to make some changes. What am I going to do now? What am I comfortable with? What do I need? Do I really need to have this huge server? Do I really need that? And I heard people talking about backing up their rips and their DVDs to cloud. And I'm thinking, why? I, I truly do not understand that. You've got the disk. Just keep the disk. You've got it. I've got so many DVD rips, and we've probably watched five of them over the last five, six years. Streaming services have changed everything. Now, I've never backed up a DVD rip or a Blu-ray rip. I personally have trouble ripping a Blu-ray because it's like 40 gig it's crazy, and it can easily be 20 gig for the movie, right? For a Blu-ray rip, I don't need that. I'll, I'll throw in the disc. I don't care. I'll wait. I don't need that. I say that now, and then somebody will show me something cool, and I'm like, yes, I'm on board. But that, you know, for now, I'm not transferring stuff to the cloud like that. This is pure photos, pure family video, things like that. I don't know. Did it make you think... It's made me think. It's made me step back, take a look. What am I doing? So, I put in two SSD drives into my NAS. Now, that's crazy, too. I've got an eight-slot NAS, and I just burned two slots with SSDs. These are cache drives. I haven't seen the benefit yet. I assume that maybe reads and writes, I'm going to see the benefits soon. But, man, that's burning two slots for... SSD drives for read-write cache. I hope it's worth it. I hope it's worth it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just questioning everything, right? Questioning everything. Next week, I've got a great show for you. Now, you know, every it's like every show I'm talking about cameras and Wi-Fi. It's, this is the camera and Wi-Fi show. But I've truly got a great one for us next week. I've got Mike Fauché and Kevin Schoonover. And we each have a camera system. And I'm calling it, my camera is better than your camera, right? But these are no ordinary surveillance cameras. These are all battery-operated cameras. 
Stay tuned to Reset next week and you'll get that one. Also, don't forget about Meetup. I really want you to make a concerted effort to get to Meetup 17. And also, I'm opening my home to those Meetup attendees. I I used to just open it to donations and Patreon members, but I think I'm probably opening it up. If you would like to tour the Reset Headquarters... My home will be open for you to look at. That's on a Friday at about 5 p.m. The day prior to meet up. And we'll go through the Reset HQ. Hopefully part of the pool house will be built. And you can see this uh, massive mounds of dirt in my backyard. That's so lovely to look at. Hopefully that'll be started. Get out there to Patreon, would you? Patreon.com slash David McCabe. Make a donation. It's easy. It's simple. It's a dollar. And you'll get a reset sticker. I will send you one of these stickers. And if you come to Meetup, you'll get another one. Everybody coming to Meetup gets this lovely reset sticker. It's something to get, right? And you should come to Meetup for the sticker. Actually, you come for the you come for the geekery and the camaraderie. You, you go home with a sticker at minimum. You may go home with a, a giveaway prize. You never know. This has been Reset. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset.